tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know. Welcome to the Bench on self podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anshi, and thank you so much for tuning in. Bench on self podcast is about navigating binge eating disorder struggles, disordered eating, and negative body image. Although I share my personal experience with having a negative body image, eating disorders, and I do uncover bits of my personal story, this podcast is not as much about me as it is about you beautiful human beings who struggle, who fight, who grow, and who evolve every single day. This podcast is for anyone who wants to feel supported on their recovery journey and simply for anyone who's trying to improve their relationship with themselves. I believe together we can turn something so negative, such as binge eating, into something more positive and hopefully go from binging on food and self-hatred to binging on self-love. Subscribe to the Bench on Selva podcast on your favorite platform and tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. But there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know. Disclaimer, Bench on Selva podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for diagnosis or treatment. In this podcast, we cover the topic of eating disorders, so if you find this topic triggering, it may be better for you not to listen to this podcast. Always make sure to put your mental health first. Hello everyone, welcome to the Bench on Selvaf podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anchi and I'll be your host. If this is your first time listening and tuning in to the Bench on Selvaf podcast, thank you so much and welcome. I hope you will enjoy listening to this at least as much as I do recording it. This podcast is a space where everyone is welcome. We talk a lot about self-acceptance and building a healthier relationship with ourselves. We talk a lot about eating disorders and disordered eating and about recovery. So if this is something you have experienced or it is something you are currently struggling with, then I hope this podcast makes you feel supported and not so alone in whatever you're currently going through. One more thing before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to the Bench on Selva podcast because that way you will be notified every time a new episode comes out. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube or any other platform and it's completely free. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. In a couple of previous episodes, I've touched on food labeling and why it's not a healthy thing, why it's not a good thing for our mental health. I've talked about why I hate the summer body diets and all of those nonsense diets that are just trying to parasite on our insecurities. And when I was thinking about what I would like to talk about today, I got the idea that we're being told and thought and we have learned ourselves to feel a lot of different ways when it comes to food. Thinking about food can make us feel anxious, negative about ourselves, about our bodies, it can make us feel insecure and upset. 
all of those different negative feelings. But how do we learn to feel quote-unquote normal again around food? How do we learn to have a healthy relationship with food again? Or for some, it may be learning to have a healthy relationship with the food for the first time. I'm using air quotes on purpose here because normal is a very broad and general term and it's going to represent something slightly different for each of us. But what I'm referring to as feeling quote-unquote normal around food is when food does bring very little to no emotions or feelings in you other than the actual taste of the food, meaning you either like the food or you don't. There's no voice in your head telling you that you probably shouldn't have eaten that or you shouldn't have eaten that much or that you didn't deserve to eat that treat or that you need to compensate something or that you want to eat all of this food so that you can push all of your feelings aside for a while, etc. I think feeling normal around food is one of the goals for most of us who don't have a healthy relationship with ourselves a healthy relationship with food, for those who have developed an eating disorder or for someone who's going through the recovery. In general, I would say it's a rather long journey. At least it's been a very long one for me. On the other hand though, I think it's something we can all learn again. I I would say there are two key things when it comes to learning to feel normal around food again. One of them being patience and the second one being time. It definitely takes time. It's not something that changes overnight and it's not something you can really rush. But at the same time, if you really dedicate yourself to it, I think you can start noticing small changes very early on. So I wrote down a few points of what mostly not to do in order to build that healthier relationship with food. The first thing I'll mention is to stop counting calories. There are two ways how to look at this. The first one is that someone may find it helpful to count calories to make sure they eat enough, which is something that I've been trying to do for the past couple of weeks. However, I think there is a really thin line between tracking your calories to make sure you eat enough that day and between being obsessive about the number of calories you ate that day. In my opinion, counting calories can be a great servant if necessary, but it is also a terrible master. I didn't track calories for years, especially not when I was in recovery, because I know myself, I know it wouldn't help me. If anything, it would add anxiety and stress and constant worry and judgment about how many calories each food had, whether I've crossed that calorie goal, which in my head would be set to insanely unhealthy low number. I used to track calories when I was somewhere between recovering from anorexia, but I was already binge eating. And I was so desperate to keep the number of calories so low that... It was so unhealthy and triggering for my mental health if I passed a certain number that I would feel like a failure. And the longer I did it, the more I memorized certain food. So I knew how many calories there were in a yogurt, for example, or in, a, in an apple or in a piece of chocolate, a cucumber, pasta, rice, all of that stuff. It gives you such an anxiety in time. For example, if I had a pizza with my boyfriend, the first thing on my mind wasn't, 
yay, that pizza was delicious or it was disgusting or something like that. But it was, so I just had three slices of pizza, which means I just ate this and this amount of calories and that's insane, that's terrible and I'll need to work twice as much tomorrow to burn it and I won't eat anything else today or something along those lines. So as you can see, it can put you in a really bad place mentally. On the other hand though, I don't want to throw shade on counting calories because everyone is different. And like I've said, I do use calorie tracking now and I've used it a few times in the past, but I use it with a very specific purpose. And the purpose is to see whether I'm eating enough because a few years ago I became vegetarian and after some time I did notice that I had problem with eating enough protein or better I had the suspicion of not eating enough protein. So that was the reason why I started tracking calories for a few weeks to see it on paper so that I knew whether that was a problem or not. So when I use it, I always use it for just a couple of weeks, only with a specific purpose like I've just mentioned. And I don't use it in the long term because I personally find tracking my every meal very restrictive and triggering considering my past of eating disorders. So generally, I think tracking calories is not a healthy habit for anyone who is struggling with self-esteem, especially for someone with an eating disorder, for someone in a recovery. Like I've said, it can be a great servant, but a terrible master. And I think there's really no actual benefit to counting calories unless, of course, you're using it with a specific purpose, such as trying to gain weight or figuring out if you're missing some nutrients in your meal or whether you're eating enough. Another thing that we need to get rid of in order to build a healthier relationship around food is to free ourselves from the belief that we have to deserve to eat. Again, we do not have to do something to deserve to eat. We are human beings and in order to survive, we have to eat. Every day, actually multiple times a day. Just like we need a drink, just like we need to use the bathroom, just like we need to breathe we also need to eat. The diet industry, social media, magazines, society, all of that taught us that we can treat ourselves with food or with certain types of food, but it's pretty easy to transfer that and apply it to eating in general. So please remember, food is fuel and most importantly, it is necessary. So don't treat food, whether that's regular meal or a dessert, like something you have to work for and something you have to deserve. I'm not implying that we should be eating apple pies and donuts and french fries all day every day. Our diet should be varied and balanced, but telling yourself that you have to go to the gym five times this week so you can have this one donut isn't really healthy approach, I would say. This way we are contributing to the unhealthy good slash bad food mindset. 
Which brings me to my next point, which is getting rid of labeling food as good and as bad. I have a separate episode on this, on why I think it's unhealthy and why we shouldn't do that. I will link it for you in the show notes so you can listen to it after you're done listening to this episode. But I honestly believe that you can't have quote-unquote normal healthy relationship when it comes to yourself and to food if you'll keep labeling and approaching food as good food and as bad food because that inherently attributes a value to the food and by eating that food you pass that value to yourself so if we eat food from the bad category we feel bad we feel like we failed maybe we regret eating it we feel like it's something we shouldn't be eating and stuff like that In my case, for example, eating food from the bad category pretty much always led to a binge session because I was like, whatever, I already had chocolate, so I fucked it up anyway, and I may just as well eat anything else I can put my hands on. Whereas now, when I really try to change that pattern in my mind, I try not to assign any value to the specific meal. It doesn't always work, sometimes the habit is stronger, but I've definitely come a long way. So if I go out with my boyfriend, for example, and we decide to have an ice cream, we have it and that's it. I don't think of it as something that's from that bad category, which I've used to do in the past. And and now I don't come home and I don't binge just because I had that ice cream. Point number four is giving up on cheat meals slash cheat days. I first heard about cheat meals slash cheat days probably like 7 to 10 years ago when there was this huge trend of bikini fitness. It was the period of time when I opened Instagram and pretty much everyone, including my friends and people I know from the city I lived in, was competing in bikini fitness and flaunting cheat meals on Instagram. And I have nothing against bikini fitness at all, but what bothers me is that when we as a society pick one thing that we like and completely out of context we apply it to our lives. I think cheat meals were designed for people who are on a diet, such as bikini fitness competitors, etc. I'm not saying that's healthy, but it's their choice. But I don't understand why a regular person with regular eating habits should have something such as cheat meal or cheat day. I don't know about you, but I want to have a diet that I don't have to cheat on. And most importantly, I don't want to label my meals as good, as bad, as safe and as cheat meals. Again, I understand that in some context it can make sense and it's definitely not up to me to judge it or to make any comments about it. But I just don't think that we need to have cheat meals and cheat days. My point number five is that we do not have to compensate for what we just ate. We all need to move our bodies, that's how our bodies were built. We take energy in, we burn energy, and exercise is great, moving your body is great. But I think there's a bigger purpose in exercise than compensate something that we just ate, which is being healthy and taking care of our bodies. And I think exercise shouldn't be seen as a means of compensation for eating something we feel guilty about. 
For example, eating an apple pie shouldn't mean you have to go for a run for an hour and you shouldn't really feel that way. If your only motivation to exercise is to feel less guilty about eating something, then it only comes to show there's a lot of work that needs to happen when it comes to your relationship with food and your body. When I started binging, I used to work out every single day just to make myself feel like I've done something to compensate the binge. And one, it didn't work. And two, after a few months of this rut, I've developed such a hateful relationship towards exercise that I've done pretty much none for years following. And that's not a point in life you want to get to. The point is that we need to move our bodies, we need to be active, that's for sure, but we shouldn't be doing it just so we compensate something we ate. We shouldn't feel guilty for eating something and not exercising afterwards. There shouldn't be such connection, I believe. The last point that I think we need to give up in order to build a healthier relationship with food is to give up the desire to be perfect when it comes to your body and to what you eat. The labels are very limiting and if your goal will be to eat 100% healthy and clean and whatever, then when you eat anything that according to your standards doesn't come with such a label, then you're going to feel like a failure, you're going to be unhappy, disappointed, and for what? Nothing in life is just black and white, nothing is perfect, and we shouldn't want that from our eating habits either. Moreover, I think that beauty is in diversity, and when we're speaking of food, how boring it would be to eat just one meal over and over and over again. We need diversity in our diet, we need different types of foods, and we need a variety of nutrients and vitamins. And I think that if we learn to listen to our bodies more, they are smart enough to let us know what they want and need. So don't expect your eating habits to be perfect. Don't put yourself under this unnecessary pressure. Aim for balance and happiness and having energy rather than on trying to fit into a certain label or into a certain standard. So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope this episode was at least a little helpful for you. I want you to know that you deserve to feel happy in your body and accept your body and have quote-unquote normal relationship with food again and enjoy life again without having this constant anxiety and negative feelings about food. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe to the Binge on Salvaf podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or YouTube so you don't miss any future episodes. I'll be back next Tuesday with another episode. Until then, have a great rest of the week and talk to you soon. Bye!